part two of Career Conversations, a discussion about transitioning into leadership. If you haven't listened to part one yet, please begin there and come back here for part two. Okay, so you've given us um, uh, intellectual intelligence, mm-hmm. emotional intelligence, embodied well, oh, intelligence, embodiment intelligence. That's <laughs> yeah. what we were just talking about. Uh-huh. Um, and I think you said there are four. So what's the what's the fourth one that you want? The talk fourth about? one, relationship intelligence. Ah, uh, okay. Um, and you know, for me, these are all connected. It's like a you know a, a Venn diagram, and you have these four circles, and they're all connected. They overlap. Um, they sure. all impact each other. It's, uh, you know, they're not just sort of these discrete sort of columns of knowledge. They're all working together. And by relationship intelligence, it's how do we collaborate? You know, what are our mm. learned or innate styles of communication and collaboration? And how do these styles mesh with or clash with other styles sure. in other people? And when we are, when we find ourselves in organizations, we find so many different styles of communicating, different motivational things that, you know, motivational values, uh, ways of managing conflict. Um, and it's important to understand, sort of have a vocabulary for understanding what our sort of relationship intelligence is. And um, I mean, one of the things is there, there's just a lot of conflict in organizations. And right. yeah. um and, you know, we, we tend to somehow we're surprised by that. Um, and people often say that that's the hardest thing for them is how to manage conflict. And many people identify as conflict averse. Um, yeah. And yet there it is. And it's it's um, it's hard to avoid uh, conflict and how we are able to show up in those moments um, is a testimony to our leadership capacities. Um, you know, how do we manage conflict? Do we run from it? Uh, mm-hmm. Do we engage in it to, to seek new understanding or do we shut it down and, and shut ourselves down? You know, there's yeah. different, um, m- more maladaptive ways in which we manage conflict. And I don't think we've actually ever learned how to manage conflict. I mean, I never had a conflict <laughs> management class when I was an undergraduate. And it wasn't until, you know, I was studying in organizational leadership that I studied conflict. And in fact, it was because I am conflict averse that I became a practitioner of Aikido because I wanted to learn what happens when you are in true conflict. When you're doing a martial art, your body is on the mat experiencing oh. conflict. How do you manage that skillfully? And um, and that has given me a lot of information about my own um, ways in which I manage conflict or don't manage it very well. And it's, it's an ongoing um, place of learning for me. But that's what I mean by sort of this relationship intelligence is how do we get along with others? <laughs> you know, sure. and, yeah. and how can we improve that? How can we understand a variety of ways of... Um, communicating a variety of value systems, you know, and, and, um, and be, be really curious about, wow, that person is so different from me. Where are they coming from? You know, how, how can I better understand where this person's coming from? Um, right. You know, so just really, really developing a vocabulary and an understanding of how relationships work. Yeah. I, that one's so, 
relevant, I think, obviously in a career, but also just life. I mean, I think all of these are, are good things to think about as we're just navigating life, right? Because leadership isn't even necessarily just in a career, although that's sort of what the context is that we're talking about today. But being a good relational leader, not um, or understanding how to navigate conflict. Imagine what that could do for all of the relationships around you, right? Like in your family, in a romantic relationship with your friends, with people you run into on the street, who knows, but what a, what a wonderful skill to, to work on and develop and really just be mindful of it and think of. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think you, you mentioned earlier, sometimes like we were talking about emotional intelligence and you said, sometimes it doesn't seem valued, right? As valued as, um, like intellectual intelligence. Sure. And all of these, you know, kind of come under this sort of label of what people sometimes refer to as the soft skills. And, um, and I, I'm always curious about (laughs) what people mean when they say the soft skills (laughs) and is there a certain bias perhaps? Um, I think there might be, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, you know, I had a friend who, who was uh, teaching communication skills. Um, and, uh, she would say, you know, people always say these are soft skills, but why, if they're soft, why are they so hard to learn? (laughs) And and that's awesome. And and there's, you know, it's different. Like it's, it's not like solving a math problem or, you know, a, a chemistry problem or a problem in a computer science problem. There's not, it really, it's a practice and, and all of these skills we practice them. Um, and they, you know, it's a lifetime of practice. And, and sure. you'd asked me before, so how does one go about, you know, practicing these skills or learning these skills? I mean, there's, yeah, there's a, a number of ways. <clears throat> there's obviously there's, you know, lots of books out there on leadership. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, there are classes, you know, if, if someone's interested in saying, gosh, you know, I can really relate to that uh, issue of being conflict averse. <laughs> Many people can. <laughs> what what could I do about that? You know, and one is sure. like find out what your conflict style is. You know, there sure. are there are assessments um, people can take that are fairly easy to access. You can access them online. Um, there's um, a one on conflict called the Thomas Kilman Conflict Mode Instrument or the TKI, and Ooh. you know these are. These are tools that are available to people and you know, do an assessment, find out what, you know, where you land on this spectrum, because it's really is a spectrum around conflict management sometimes, and it, and it can be contextual, depends on the context. Sure. Um, yeah. But that's a way of learning about ourselves and then, and then realizing that, you know, maybe there's some areas to grow into. Uh, maybe yeah. I need to learn how to be a little bit more directive or I need to learn how to be more collaborative. And what does that look like? And I think we start to develop a certain, um, you kind of assess sort of where you're, where you're starting from and right. what opportunities there are to grow into just feeling more comfortable. Um, it's kind of like, you know, it, when you're a musician and you play one instrument and you play it really well. Sure. And then all of a sudden you get really interested in another instrument or, you know, several other instruments. And it's like, it's like playing many instruments, um, learning these different skills. Um, And it's, 
I really invite people to think about this in a fun way and um, in as a as a lifelong practice rather than just to get from point A to point B. And sure. I'm sort of convinced that when we can learn in that way that, you know, serendipity happens and opportunities <laughs> happen. And when we're right. in a good, when we're in a good space, you know, we attract uh, opportunities and, and, uh, and great relationships. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true. I, um, I mean, that's even, how you and I sort of came together today is there's a little bit of serendipity between that and, um, you know, my, my involvement in wanting to get more involved in the alumni association and, um, seeing that as an opportunity to a do something I was passionate about and B add some leadership opportunity to, um, to my life, I guess, to my resume really is probably what I was thinking about a couple of years ago when I, when I started and saying, okay, I can get on this council and then how can I um, grow there and then making lots of connections and then being able to work on this project as well. And meeting lots of um, wonderful people, very intelligent people in all sorts of intelligences, right. Um, Has been, has been really wonderful, but it does. um, It starts to snowball, I think a little bit. And I, I keep thinking about, um, the leadership program that you were talking about earlier in just having exposure to other people and getting to work on projects and not knowing where that might go for people. That's right. Just sort of diving into, to whatever options um, they can find, I think is, it's such a cool place to start. Well, yeah. So you, what you've just described is just really modeling that that sort of looking for opportunities, getting involved, making a contribution and doing it from a place of passion. Um, right. And and seeing where that leads you and meeting people and all that, that you're just modeling that. What's wonderful. That's a wonderful well, um, activity <laughs> that you're doing. It's great. Um, okay. So, and, uh, oh, I was no, just going yeah, to go back. I know we were talking about um, maybe some advice or next steps that you have for people if they are wanting to get started or, or move forward a little bit in in leadership. We talked about maybe taking some assessments online, finding out what what that baseline is for them. What yeah. else? Um, what else is there for maybe next steps for people? Um, looking for opportunities to practice in your current environments. Like where sure. where might I? Um, deepen my engagement in a certain area in in a current environment, you know, taking a class, taking a class in emotional intelligence or conflict management, um, mentorship opportunities. Um, I think that's a great opportunity. Um, you know, and and people can look for mentorship opportunities sometimes in their workplaces, there are mentorship Mm -hmm. programs. Uh, sometimes, uh, alumni associations may have a mentorship program or other professional organizations sometimes have uh, mentorship programs. Um, I think that's, that's another great way to get information outside of our own experience and consult with someone who's been in the field. It's, and usually, you know, mentors really enjoy that. You know, it's a, it, they get a lot out of that, uh, out of the relationship. And, um, and so it's really a two way, um, type of engagement. Um, 
I do so, know. I will. Yeah. I will give a, a little plug here that um, the UW Alumni Association does have some great mentorship um, programs that they do, and they're always looking for both mentees and mentors. So we can talk more yeah, about that's that. Great. People are, are interested, but um, it's a it's a really really cool program they do. Yeah, no, that's that's wonderful. I think sort of having an a, an idea of where those opportunities are possible is is really great. Um, and then just ongoing learning about yourself. I and mean, we talked about the Thomas Kilman conflict mode instrument. That's one. I mean, many people have taken the Myers Briggs, uh, oh, yeah. or it's called MBTI. That's the acronym, and that's another assessment that's very well known in organizations and really gives people a sense of you know what kind of communicator they are, how they process information, uh, what's their sort of ideal work um, environment. Uh, Clifton Strength Finder is another one. Uh, there's one that I use a lot and that we use at in pod, which is the core strengths SDI inventory. And that's really more around Ooh, okay. relationship intelligence. So really assessing what motivates us, assessing how we are in conflict. The DISC is another one, DISC inventory. Yeah. So these are... <laughs> Available, uh, you know, online fairly, fairly easily. Um, and uh, often there's a report that comes with it. You can debrief that with somebody, you know, get it. It's it's helpful to have someone to debrief it with because sure. you just get more from the report. Um, and then, yeah, so I think those are those are some some ideas in terms of just learning about yourself. Yeah, those are great. Some of those assessments I've done, but some of them I haven't. So I might have to go through the list and see if, um, see if there are any that can offer some, some new insights. I'm sure, um, people listening will recognize some of those names on the list as well. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. So we've talked about some assessments online and, um, do you have any other resources that you might recommend like books, maybe podcasts, people listening to this probably uh, enjoy a podcast, where do you sort of draw yeah. your inspiration or what would you recommend? Well, you know, one of our, my, our boss at uh, POD, Professional Organization sure. Development says, leaders are readers. And that is true. <laughs> I have, you know, my bookshelf full of books. I can, um, you can see it. But I can see it. I'll, I'll vouch for her. It's quite uh, Yes. And it's true. Like there's always so many books. I know you can't learn to be a leader through reading. I already said that. But um, we're, leaders are curious people. Uh, want to yeah. know more from a variety of fields. Um, but some of the ones that I really enjoy these days, I really, of course, uh, love Brene Brown. And she has oh, yeah. her Dare to Lead podcast, uh, which is great. You know, you can list, look at the listing and see what topics might interest you. Um, there's, she's also had a, a new book out called The Atlas of the Heart that's really uh, all about emotional intelligence and it's a wonderful book that really goes deep into emotions and really understanding our emotions and where they come from and how to use them and, and really like distinguishing the, the nuances in emotion. Um, some others that are maybe a little bit more practical in terms of, you, you know, kind of more actionable kinds of things are there's this book called design for belonging that is from the stanford Design, d school how to build inclusion and oh. collaboration in your communities um very new book uh really great especially when we're talking about you know diversity equity and inclusion you know how do we okay. build programs that 
that really have an equity lens. And I think this is a great guide for that. And it's certainly something we're talking about a lot. And what was uh, the name of that one again? Design for Belonging. Oh, okay, great. With the Stanford D School. They have a a series, uh, which is great. Navigating Ambiguity is another one. Drawing on Courage is another one. Um, And then I just, back to the diversity, equity, and inclusion, I think, you know, there's always so much to learn in this space. Um, And, um, you know, I I mean, How to Be an Anti-Racist by Dr. Uh, Ibram X. Kendi, I think is a wonderful start um, and uh, or continuation in this journey right. around ec- diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, so important for, uh, for us to broaden our understanding um, and and our abilities to show up in a more more skillfully in the area of diversity, equity, and inclusion. So that's certainly something that I'm always um, studying as well. Um, so those are some ideas. Oh, oh, and one more. Great. Okay. Um, because because people um, often find themselves in transition, especially perhaps this audience thinking about career, thinking about change, and it, sure. there's a lot of transition happening in the world. Organizations are changing a lot, especially right. you know right after this, as we're heading out of the pandemic, and that has definitely transformed our workplaces. But there's a wonderful reference um, that I turn to a lot. Um, his name is William Bridges, and he's okay. written a lot about transition, and both on a personal level as well as organizationally. And I find it, I find that it's a useful resource and model for people, both individually as well as um, within within an organization. Oh, that's fascinating. Okay. And his name's William Bridges. Is that William correct? Bridges? Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, I'll be bookmarking all of those and um, attempting to to get through them. It's nice and cozy now, so it, yes. it's more. It le- lends me more to to reading than uh, than maybe the summer months do. But well, I, and you know, it's an ongoing thing. Like it's <laughs> it's just, and even and like reading outside of your field can be really yeah. interesting too, just to get a different perspective on things. Broadening yeah. our perspectives is always, it's always useful. Yeah. Yeah. That's always so helpful. We've talked about a lot today. It's been, this has yeah. been wonderful. So to wrap us up, what would you say are some things that you want people to really take away from, from our conversation? Uh, we've obviously talked about a lot, but so maybe some, some highlights that you hope are the things that people really take away from this. Yeah. Um, well, one, we talked about how, you know, leadership is not just a title, right? right? Some titles might, may imply leadership, but it's not, you can be a leader without having a title. Um, sure. Leader of self is a great place to start. Um, you can lead from, from wherever you're sitting or standing. Um, where from wherever you are, um, it, because it's really about you know leading yourself in pursuit of your purpose and your sense of mastery mm-hmm. in the world, in pursuit of the change and the transformation you want to see in the world. And I think it's yeah. important to keep coming back to that um, uh, and to be you know it's sort of really that purpose driven um, leader. Now that's my bias, right? I'm I'm sure. purpose driven. Um, not everyone is, and that's okay. But finding what is it that that um, really motivates us, um, yeah. and 
you know, for the sake of what? For the sake of what do we want to lead? Right. And um, there's so many, Ooh. we know there, we're at such a critical place in our evolution as humans. And there's so much <laughs> great work to do in the world. <laughs> so for the sake of what? That is definitely right? true. Oh, I love that question. That's a good Yeah, it's one of my favorites. A good one to ponder for sure. Yeah, one. I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Catherine. It's been really wonderful talking to you and, and learning from you. And I know people listening are, are learning a lot from this conversation. And if they want to continue learning from you and um, supporting your work, what's the best way for them to, to do that and connect with you? Yes. Thank you for that question. Um, well, I work at uh, in professional and organizational development at University of Washington. So sure. I can be reached through my email, cbachy at uw.edu. And so I'm a you know, like you said earlier, organizational consultant. Um, I teach classes. I teach classes on introduction to leadership embodiment and on um, another class called the coach approach, which is another, you know, learning how to coach is also a leadership skill. Um, yeah. And then, and so I'm happy to, to, you know, to hear from people if you have other questions. Um, also, just in terms of supporting me, I, I feel like I want to just say, take a moment and, um, and uh, let the audience know that I just wrote a book and that was a cool. leadership, that was a leadership challenge for myself, um, oh my to, gosh, from myself to myself. <laughs> and <laughs> You're um, implementing all these things we're talking about. Well, it took me years, but I did it. Um, and the, the title of the book is Guardians. And it it's really doesn't have a whole lot to do with leadership. It's really a okay. passion project. It's a memoir, creative nonfiction. Um, it's where the poetry uh, in the bio shows up. Oh, yes. um, that I'm I'm a poet and I like to to write and I've been wanting to write um, you know publish for for a long time and this is a sure. compilation. Uh, it's a collection of about thirty three um, micro essays and poetry that's based on memoir writing. Oh my goodness. I love that. Thank you so much for, for sharing that with us and congratulations on a huge accomplishment. That's, Thank you. I'm sure was not a, that's not something you just sit down and, and do in a day or two. No, it takes discipline <laughs> <laughs> and structure and like getting up early and writing and, you know, but that's you know, wonderful. commitment sometimes I'm sure that many people in this, in, in this audience are, you know, have a sense of commitment towards a goal, a dream that they have. And, and that's that first place of leadership. How can we, how can you do it there? Great. Well, thank you so much. I am, like I said, so glad that you were able to join today. Um, And I uh, look forward to talking to you again someday. All right. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Catherine. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Career Conversations, an audio series created for the University of Washington alumni community that focuses on deeper topics to help you create and sustain a fulfilling career. This series is one of many programs and events created and supported by the UW Alumni Association to keep alumni, students, and friends connected to the university and to each other. To explore more ways the Alumni Association can support you in your career or for you to mentor and support other UW alumni and students, visit uwalum.com to learn more about programs like UW Husky Landing and Huskies at Work. 
You are a Husky for life, and there are many ways to stay connected and be more involved in your Husky community. Join us at uwalum.com. I'm your host, Michaela Gormley. Thanks so much for listening, and go dogs. Go dogs.